teachings of thy word give it light. It give it understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshulaskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Worship the Lord, isn't it? See, those who were singing with strength, there's a wave of miracles coming. I don't know those who were singing with strength, but a wave of miracles is coming your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful. We want to continue our journey talking about quiet time. Amen. Uh, two weeks ago, we, sh- we, we spoke about how we must pray to begin our quiet time. Is that not so? And um, this, today, we want to continue by um, talking about reading the Bible. Amen. So, after you've prayed to begin your quiet time, the next step is to read a passage from the Bible expecting God to um, speak to you. Amen. Are you there? So, when you um, read the Bible, is God speaking to you? Amen. Amen. Some of you are waiting for the curtains of heaven to open so that you see um, a fantastic or, how do I put it, a spectacular happening before you accept or believe that God is speaking to you. But there's a very spectacular happening that is very close to you that you've not recognized and it's called the Bible and whenever you open the Bible God is speaking to you amen you don't have to go very far to hear God speaking to you when you open your Bible and you start to read your Bible God has started speaking to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are waiting to go and sit on a mountain. Amen. So that after seven days dry, I'm not saying seven days dry is a bad thing, it's a good thing. Amen. I've done some a number of times. Amen. All I'm saying is that you can open your Bible and God will speak to you. 
Are you there with me? So all those who have been praying that, God, I need you to speak to me. Your prayer has been answered. Because God can speak to you through his word. As you read the Bible, God is speaking to you. Hallelujah. So as part of your quiet time, we've said that you pray to begin with. Then you read a passage from the Bible expecting God to what? Speak to you. And you must know that reading the Bible is actually a spiritual thing. Amen. Okay. And Bible reading and prayer is a daily Christian ritual. Amen. Bible reading and what? Prayer. They are what? A Christian spiritual ritual. I mean, just to help us understand. It's not like a ritual you go and cut a goat. No, that's not what we are saying. Amen. Are you there with me? So, as a Christian, every day, you must spend some time to pray and to read some scriptures or some Bible verses through which the Lord is going to speak to you. Amen. And I want us to go into the Bible to, to establish the fact that Bible reading, the reading of the scriptures, the reading of the law, whatever you want to call it, it is something that, um, you see, once you are serving the God of heaven, you will have to read your Bible. Are you here with me? You have to do what? You have to read your Bible. You can't run away from it. <clears throat> so let's go to Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse number 3. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 3. And I'm going to read um, from the voice translation. Amen. You know that our father has recommended a Takata Bible to us, those who are into smartphones and iPads and those things. Amen. So in Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 3, the Bible says, for three hours they stood in their designated places and read from the book of the Eternal's law. Following that, following that they confessed and worshipped the Eternal One, their true God, for another three hours. Are you there? Amen. Oh, listen to me. Just listen. You don't have to open. You don't have the version. Amen. So you see, for three hours, they stood in their designated places and read the book of the law. For three hours. Not preaching. Not preaching. Not prophesying. But reading the law for three hours. Are you there? In the first service, we said that some of us can do part one and two. Part one is like two hours. Then part two is one hour, 45 minutes. When you put it together, have you not crossed three hours? How many understand what I'm saying? Do we know part one and two around here? Yeah. Hey. So in Nehemiah's day, when they said we are reading the Bible today, 
for three hours. You see, those of you say, as for me, I don't know how to read. Hey, in Nehemiah's day, in Nehemiah's day, they'll read the Bible for three hours. Hey, and after reading it for three hours, what else would they do? Following that, they confessed and worshipped the eternal one, they are true God, for another three hours. So, Bible reading is three hours. Then the prayer arising from the three-hour Bible reading is another three hours. So, by the time they finish with God, it's like six hours. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. So what is this Christianity that has come that you don't know where your Bible is? <laughs> what Christianity is this that you don't know where your Bible is? What Christianity is this that you've even forgotten that there are 66 books in the Bible? What Christianity is this that you are looking for what? Nehemiah in the New Testament. Amen. So you realize that in those days, there was no car. There was no smartphone. Even the book as we know it today, that's not how it was. But they found a way to look for the law. And when they stood to read it, they would be there for three hours reading the book of the law. And after they finished with that, hey, what God is saying in this book, Chale, we have to pray. And they'll pray for another three hours. This is what Christianity is, so. This is what Christianity is. Amen. You see, all I'm trying to show you is that maybe you think that Bible reading is something just came just I mean, somewhere around the corner. I'm trying to show you that even in Nehemiah's day, they were doing Bible reading. You look at the situation. Uh, the walls of Jerusalem have been broken down. Nehemiah has just come back to try to rebuild. Where would they even find the books of the law? But somehow, somehow, they had gone to find it. And they will stand for three hours and listen to the reading of the word. And after that, when they will read, hey, what we have seen in the Lord, if we don't pray, it won't be easy. And they will stand and pray for another three hours. I'm showing you Christianity. I'm showing you why you must have a personal quiet time. Why is it that if you see somebody maybe reading his Bible and praying, say, oh, why? Or so for you want to be an osofo? It's just normal Christian life. It's normal Christian life. The normal Christian is supposed to pray and read his Bible. Even the fact that we have to use a whole sermon to lay a foundation for prayer. And then use a whole sermon to lay a foundation as to why a Christian must read his Bible. It's a sign that something is not right. Are you here with me? Yeah. So I'm showing you. They used to read the Bible. And they believed that God is speaking to them through the Bible.
Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 3. Let me show you a few things. It says, facing the people in the square, next to the water gate, he began to read excerpts, that is, read some portions. The document was massive. And just reading parts took him six or seven hours. At another occasion, when they decided to read portions of the scriptures, it's, it's, it, the Bible says that the, the scriptures were so massive that it took six to seven hours just to read what we call today the Bible. That is why I don't agree and I have a problem so that Yemfa Bible in Tunchen there's a problem with it. Because if Nehemiah in his day will apportion six to seven hours to the reading of God's word I'm sure it must be very important. Amen. Yeah, I know many of you have not seen write down the scripture you can go and read it for yourself. Many of you, you don't, you, don't, you don't read your Bible in these areas. Yeah. You read the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And Abraham was rich in silver and in gold. There are other verses in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. The same chapter, verse 9. In fact, let me finish with this one. I haven't finished. So it says six or seven hours from daybreak until noon. So they will start reading like 6 a.m. And they will read that till about 1 p.m. Or 12 noon. That's when they will finish reading. Amen. That's the reading, the reading of the word. Prayer hasn't come. Hallelujah. Today, reading of the word, prayer worship or everything is two hours and we are gone in Nehemiah's day the reading of the word alone three to seven hours the scripture reading alone offering and prayer everything is not inside just the reading of the word send your neighbor and say hey so what Christianity is this that we are practicing around here ask your neighbor what kind of Christianity are we practicing Some are what's happening. So he's reading, then he's like he's doing this. He's reading, then a friend has come to him. No, 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 no. Their attention was on the law. Are you there with me? Am I talking to somebody today? Huh. This verse, what? What verse did I just read you? Is it 8 verse 3? Yes. Well, they had the ability to understand as they read and they were focused and listened carefully to the book of the Lord. Now, come to 8 verse 9. In 8 verse 9, I'm reading from the Amplified Version here. 
It says, and Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all of them, this day is holy to the Lord God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all will have an effect. Yeah. And, and please, don't be deceived. We, we, have, we have pastors and men of God, whoever, who don't read their Bible. Yeah. Amen. You see, when you're a pastor and you read your Bible, you'll be afraid what you preach. You'll be afraid. You will fear God and you preach the right thing. And when you don't read the Bible, that's when you can preach all sorts of things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, I, I want to tell you. That's why, that's why you must read your Bible. That's why you must read your Bible. Don't just say, Pastor says. Is it in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? Is that what the Bible is saying we should do? Are you learning something today? Wow. Second Kings. All this I'm trying to show you. You think that you are suffering because you are reading. I'm trying to show you that from the days of old, they read the Bible. That's what I'm trying to show you. And I'm trying to show you that that is why when you wake up every morning, you must read the Bible. Those days they didn't have light. You, even if the light is off, you on your phone, you can put on your phone in the darkness and read your Bible. In Nehemiah's day, they didn't have that luxury. They didn't have it. I don't know what, I, I, I have to check what, whether it was a tablet, maybe the things were written on a stone. They have to carry the stone and come and put it down. You read a few verses, then they have to carry that stone away and then put another one. I don't know how they were doing, but I'm sure that to read for seven hours, it took a lot of work. And I want to assure you that for you to read a few verses every day is not going to take that much work. And all this that we are saying is normal Christianity. It's not like you are doing something special or something over the top. It's the normal, common, basic uh, activity of being a Christian to read your Bible and to pray. And I want to encourage everybody listening to me, both on Facebook and here, I want to encourage you that every morning, get up, pray, and read your Bible. Uh-huh. So everything, when somebody asks you, why do you read your Bible? There is a basis. And that's why I'm showing you. And from the scriptures I've read to you, you can see that we are not serious about Bible reading at all. We are not serious at all because years ago, thousands of years ago, they will read the scriptures three to seven hours. And then we are here, the only time you even find, try to find where the Bible on your phone is, is when you are in church. That one cry, we are lucky. Amen. Second Kings chapter 22, verse 10. And Shaphan the scribe shield the, the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest have delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the Lord that he rent his clothes. Amen. When he heard, the king heard. This was, uh, you know, some years earlier. 
when the king heard what was written in the law, the Bible said he tore his clothes because it's like, hey, if this is what the Bible is saying, if this is what the law is saying, then we are in a very serious situation. Are you there with me? And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Akor, the son of Micaiah, and Shaphan the scribe, and Asahiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go ye, inquire. This be a scripture you are reading. Are you listening to me? This is why every day, there must be what? A scripture you are reading. Are you here with me? He said, our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according to all that is that which is written concerning us. The reason why you have to read your Bible is because there's something God has written concerning you. And if you don't read your Bible, you would not know. And you will not obey it. And one day God will be angry. Are you here with me? Now, do you, do, do you understand why you must read your Bible? Amen. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Read something from there as well. Psalm 119 verse 18. Psalm 119 verse 18. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, do you have a Bible? Turn to another neighbor and ask the other neighbor, do you have a Bible? Turn to another neighbor and say, are you going to read your Bible every day? Tell that your neighbor that reading your Bible is Christianity. Doing quiet time is Christianity. Can we read it together? Ready? Go. Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. This was David's prayer. His prayer was that God will open his eyes so that he can see wondrous things or wonderful things in the Bible, in the law. There are wonderful things that are hidden from us. Amen. Yeah. You see, sometimes when I finish preaching, some of my pastors say, ah, we are holding the book, but we've noticed that um, there are some scriptures that you are quoting that are not, uh, they are all what, related, but they are not in the, I say, ah, yeah. I, I, I pray that God will open my eyes to behold wondrous things out of the law. So the Lord blesses me with other scriptures that are related to it. Amen. Open my eyes. May the Lord open your eyes as you read the Bible every morning. I said, may the Lord open your eyes as you read the Bible every morning. May you behold wondrous things out of the law of God as you read your Bible every morning. Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired. Or ask of the Lord, that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence 
all the days of my life to behold and to gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. Amen. You see, you can't do a lot of inquiries to the Lord without a Bible. I remember uh, Papa Hagen. I don't know whether, most of you, I don't know whether, but we used to have Papa Hagen. He's now in, with the Lord in heaven, you know. But we used to have a great prophet called uh, Kenneth Hagen. And he was blessed to see visions of the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes Jesus would tell him something. He said, no, 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 no. I don't accept this thing. You said. Then Jesus, the creator of heaven and earth, will tell that, turn your Bible to this place and check for yourself. Yes. So when Jesus was talking to prophet Papa Hagen, and it's like, no, I don't understand this. He said, turn your Bible here. So sometimes, sometimes Papa Hagen, well, he had boldness. So you ask Jesus, where is it in the Bible? Show me this thing you are saying. Where is it in the Bible? Amen. So, if you are a prophet, then let the Lord show you some scriptures. Don't, don't, don't tell us that your prophecy you know, is above the Bible. Don't tell us that. Don't tell us that. Rather, through your prophetism, let the Lord give you the scriptures that confirm that your thing you are saying. Yes. That's what I want to tell you. God will not do anything that breaks his word. He doesn't work like that. Amen. Beautiful. Good. So, reading the Bible, what is the first thing we are going to do? The first thing is to choose a book from the Bible of which you read a few verses a day. Amen. We are learning quiet time. Now we've established the fact that as a Christian, you should be reading your Bible. Let us not practice faulty Christianity. No, if your Christianity is just Sunday, no, it's a faulty Christianity. If your Christianity is only Sunday in church, and then on the day you are angry, then you fight with one member, then on the day you don't like the preaching, then you say you've left the church. If that is what you call Christianity, it's a faulty Christianity. Yes, it's a very faulty Christianity. In your Christianity, every day, there must be a contact between you and God. I said in your Christianity, there must be a contact between you and God every day. It's a contact I will not see. Your shepherd will not see. But God sees. When you contact God, God will know that you've contacted him. We are not going to come around your houses with a register. Have you done your quiet time? Can, uh, hello, Mrs. Baker, have you done your quiet time? Can, Mary, 
do sad things. Doctor, did we come to Mark when you got married? Okay, did you go for honeymoon? Okay, was your wife happy? Okay, have you given job money? We don't do sad things. If you like, don't do it and see what will happen. So as you are a Christian, as you are a Christian, I want to really encourage you today that every morning, get up. We've, we've learned, we've, we've used the whole self to learn how to pray, how to sit under a tree, how to kneel, kneel, kneel by your bed and pray to God, give thanks to God and all that. We've learned all how to do all these things. And now we are learning that we need to be Bible-reading Christians. Bible-reading Christians. Bible-reading Christians. Today, I want to suggest a few books you can start your quiet time with. You can start with the book of John, Acts, maybe Romans. These are good books to read. There's a lot to learn. Amen. As you gain experience, you can go to other books. Amen. For example, I will not encourage you to start with Leviticus. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? Some of you have tried. It wasn't easy for you. Maybe as the Lord blesses you and you gain experience, you'll be able to go to Leviticus. Are you there with me? So you can start with John. When you finish, go to Acts. And you'll be learning things. You, you will learn how Christianity started and how they practiced and all that. As you read these books, are you there with me? Another way you can uh, what, choose to do your quiet time is to choose uh, what? A Bible character or a Bible personality. Amen. So you choose what? A personality from the Bible whose life story you follow. Amen. How many know about Abraham? We've all heard about Abraham. How many know about David? Yeah, you've heard of him. How many know about Moses? I want to suggest to you three Bible characters. The first one is Jesus. The second one is David. The last one is Moses. There's a lot to learn. I'm not saying there are not other characters and all that. There are plenty of characters. I'm just saying I'm giving you three out of the plenty characters. Amen. Why Jesus? Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. Jesus is our perfect example. Amen. Yeah. You see, when you are a good Christian, what happens to you is that you are transformed into the image of the Son of God. So a good Christian becomes like Jesus Christ. Amen. I said what? A good Christian becomes like Jesus Christ. So, the, 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 the stronger a Christian you become, the more you begin to look like Christ. Yeah. So, so, a Christian 
is transformed into the image of Christ. So that when God looks at you, it's like he's looking at Jesus. So that's why we are transformed into the image of his son. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. We are going to practice Christianity. Somebody lift up your right hand and say, I will practice Christianity. I will practice. Let me see your hand up there. I'll practice Christianity. I will read my Bible and I will pray every day. Hallelujah. So Jesus is a good character, the perfect example. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hey, if God is pleased with his son, then probably his son is doing something right. If you are trying to be a Christian, is this not a good person that you should do a Bible or a character study on Jesus to find out how he's pleasing God so much that God is the only person that God opened and said, you know what? This person, he pleases me. He's a good person to learn about. Then we spoke about David. Why David? Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. One of the verses that comes to mind is when David said, my heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. As we are in church right now, boys, their flesh is crying out for girls. But David, David said, my heart and my flesh is crying out for the living God. Yeah. He's the one who wrote this song. As the dear pineapple, the water saw my soul. What about you? You alone at my heart's desire and I long to worship you. You alone are my and to you alone may my spirit you alone at my heart's desire and I long to work Amen That's why we want to study about David What about Moses? When you read Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 10, it says, And there arose not a prophet that knew the Lord face to face. Face to face. He knew the Lord face to face. Somebody said, I'm going to stop faulty Christianity. Say it louder. I'm going to stop faulty Christianity. I'm going to stop this faulty Christianity. Hey. Amen. So we said the first way is to do what? Choose a book from the Bible. We've selected what? John, Acts, and Romans. And then another way is to choose a Bible character. And we've chosen what? Jesus, David, and Moses. And then another way is to choose... Um, A scripture suggested by your daily reading guide or a Bible reading guide. Amen. So if you have something like daily solutions, 
How many know about daily solutions? Uh-huh. So you can also use what? Daily solutions. Which is a quiet time book that our own father has written for us. Are you there? Amen. Yeah. You can use that. Because you will learn a lot. It will open your mind. And there are various, he has written various uh, volumes of the daily solutions. Are you there with me? Various volumes. So these are the three uh, ways through which you can choose your Bible reading. Now, when you are using a Bible study guide or daily solutions, when you read the scripture, you should meditate on the scripture. And, and next week, I'm going to talk only about meditation. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about how to meditate on the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yeah. So you meditate. You don't just, uh, okay, the Bible says this, this, this. Okay, then he's written this, this, this. Okay, finish. I've had my quiet time. You are not having your quiet time to appease your conscience. Amen. When you eat your breakfast, you say, hey, now I've eaten my breakfast. Now when they ask me, have I eaten? I can say, yes, I've eaten my breakfast. Is that what you do? When you eat, then you yourself, you feel that you are okay now. So when you wake up in the morning and you pray and you read your Bible, then, oh, thank the Lord, I'm okay. Now I can move out. What do you think? How many are going to read their Bibles from today? Will you read it? Ask your neighbor, do you have a Bible? Turn to another neighbor and ask, will you read that Bible you say you have? Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, if you have a Bible you don't read, your Christianity is faulty. Christianity. Yeah. So you see, every day you have the opportunity to practice Christianity or faulty Christianity. Yeah. Because sometimes some of you, you pray and read today, tomorrow you don't pray and read. So you see, it's you see that sometimes the thing is good, but it's not so good. So, you know, it's like a, a car that is good, but it's, it's not too, too good. So it will go, it can stop, but then it will go again and stop and then things like that. But I'm encouraging you, just like how you bath every day. All the children who they used to skip bathing, they bath today, then two days they don't bath. They have body, body odor, isn't it? Yeah. And now when you even scrap them with Omo, the sense doesn't want to go. Amen. When you read your Bible every day, it's like a spiritual bath. I don't know whether that is where some of these are fetish, whatever, they got the spiritual bath from. Yeah, it's called washing of water by the word. Yeah. The, the word of God actually washes you. Yeah. 
the word of God washes as you read the Bible. The Bible actually also cleanses you. Jesus says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So as you read the Bible, you become sanctified. Yes, when you read the Bible, you become sanctified. So can you imagine every day you read, you see, Sunday you are sanctified. Monday, sanctified. Tuesday, sanctified. Wednesday, all the way to sanctified. Then you start again. And the more you read, the more sanctification and the more cleansing that is coming to you as you are reading more of the scriptures. Let's come back to the Bible. Let's come back to the Bible. Amen. Are you here with me? Let's come back to the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go and get one. Find one. In conclusion, when you are reading your Bible and you are using your phone, then maybe you should put it on, on flight mode or something. Because as you are reading the Bible, WhatsApp is coming, Telegram is coming, Instagram is coming, Facebook is coming, phone calls are coming. So if you can afford, have two phones. One is your digital Bible, your books, and those your things on one device. Then you have a device for work. Yeah. So you see, my device that I, if you send WhatsApp, it will not come here. If you do Facebook, it will not come here. If you do Instagram, it will not come here. All those things will not come here. So when I'm reading my Bible, I'm free. Amen. Yeah. The, the, the other phone that all those things come from, as I, I, it's not even here. It, it's not, so you can't, when I'm trying to read my Bible, you can't disturb me. Are you here? Amen. So when we come next week, we are going to start talking about what? Meditation. And I want to encourage you that throughout this week, every day, read at least two or three scriptures. Put John 1.1 1, 1 on the board for us. John 1.1. 1, 1. Let's see how that will work. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So for a day, that alone is enough. And then you meditate on it so that you can understand better what God is trying to say in this verse. So that's what we are going to talk about next week. So for our reading for tomorrow, is verse 1 to 3. Then, Tuesday, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So that is what? Tuesdays. That's 4 to 5. So you see that sometimes, by the time you read three, three verses, you've gotten the context. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's one. Sometimes it may be more. So you just read enough to get the context, and then life moves on. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then little by little, don't sit down there and you say, I'm reading uh, whatever. I mean, you can do that, but the quiet time is not 10 hours. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Have you learned something today? Are we going to stop faulty Christianity? Yeah. So now, this faulty Christianity must stop. The other time it was what? This nonsense must stop. 
never again. This nonsense must stop. So now, faulty Christianity must also stop. This faulty Christianity, where we don't pray, we don't read our Bible, that one must also stop. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. You want to just spend a few moments and you want to pray for yourself. You want to say, Lord, give me the grace. I've learned how to pray. I've learned how to read my Bible. I've learned about quiet time where I spend time with you alone. And I'm praying for the grace that you help me. Help me to spend time with you. Somebody lift up your voice and begin to pray. lift up your voice and pray. Say, Lord, help me. I've, I've, I've always wanted to read my Bible. It's not been easy for me, but Lord, I, I want you to help me so that I can read my Bible every day. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Lord, help me. Give me the grace to wake up. Deliver me from faulty Christianity. Deliver me from faulty Christianity. Deliver me from faulty Christianity. From today, every morning, May I pray to you from today, every morning, may I read my Bible. somebody here, you have to say, Holy Spirit, help me. You have to say, Holy Spirit, help me. 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 lift up your voice and pray. I, I feel a grace to pray. Just lift up your voice and pray to God. God is giving some of you a revival in your Christian life. Lift up your voice and pray. Take a mic. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Katori Ashantarababa, sweet Holy Spirit, Kabandini Mazunde, Rabba, Labe, Lemon, Shabandini Mazugri, and Dabayande, Libandolobo, Shabandini Melebe, Freshness, O Lord, in our Christian life, O God, Le Kabandini Mositelebo, Shabarababa, Le Matabandini Moshaya, that we will know you, O Lord, Le Kabandini Moshaya, to read our Bibles every day, O God, we ask for a release of this special grace, O God. Robe Shabandini Mozibri Kabanda to live all over Shatari Antele, Rabba Kaboli Eni Kabaya, Letabandini Mose, that will read our Bible, O God. Rabba Tayane will lift our voices, O God. Letabandini Mose Kayanda Laba, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Holy Spirit, help us, help, 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 help in the name of Jesus, but for our own strength, we cannot do it regular, O God, but we ask more of you, sweet Holy Spirit, empower us, strengthen us, that every day, who hear God speaking to us through the Bible, Lord. Lema Labandini Mazoba, Rakatari Andini Mosege, Le Kaba Kabo, Ripindini Mazubrine Kabaya, Rato Kabandini Mozibri Kabatayande, Leba Tabandini Mozobo, Litebe Libetelebe, Rabantayandini Mozibri Andakababa, Le Kabandele Kabandele Kaba, Litabandini Mozibri Andere Mazibri Anda, Le Kabandini Masoberi Ande. In the name of Jesus, Leba Kabaya, Leba Kabaya, Leba Kabaya, Lita Banda Rabazabaya, Lebande Lebaba Saterianda, Leta Bande Cabo. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you that, Lord, you have given us, you have actually given us the key to being close to you. The key to spending time with you every day. And we are praying that by your grace and by your mercy, every day, may we spend time in your word and praying to you alone. Not in a group, not Bible study, not in church, but alone. With you alone. May we have our personal time with you. We thank you, Lord. I pray destroying every work of the enemy to frustrate our quiet time every work of the enemy that is fighting our quiet time, any work of the enemy that is attacking our quiet time, we come against it in the name of Jesus. And we pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we will be set on our feet, that Lord, we will run with the revelation of quiet time in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you may be here today. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
You know, before you start having your quiet time with the Lord, you need to be born again. And if you are here today, and if you should even die today, you don't know where you are going. I want you to know that there is hope today in Jesus Christ. You know, God loves all of us so much that he sent God the Son to come and die for us. That when we believe in him, he will give us eternal life. So if you are here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you if you are here like that. If you lift your hand up high so that I can see if you are here. shall we pray? Father Lord, we pray as we are about to take communion. Our prayer is that we will have a strong relationship with you. That Lord will have a strong personal relationship with you. Lord, we are praying that your body was broken that, so that anything that breaks us away from God, breaks us away from the church, breaks us away from our Christianity, your body was broken so that we will not be broken away from you. Lord, we are praying that your blood will speak for us. The many times we've not prayed and read our Bible, forgive us. May your blood speak for us. May your blood cleanse us. And may your blood give us the access we need every day to talk to God and for God to also talk to us. We thank you and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hear backsliding. Today what you're going to do is that you're going to break the bread and you are breaking the arm of backsliding. You see, anything that is causing your Christian life to go backwards, retrogress, you are breaking it because the body of Christ was broken so that we don't have to be broken in any way. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. take the cup of blessing this blood is speaking for us any sin that has been committed this blood is washing away that sin if you've been set far away from God this blood is bringing you closer to God by this blood we have access to God the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus Now, you are going to pray. And I need you to pray over one, one important need that you have. You are going to pray about one important need that you have. You are linking it to the communion. That, Lord, I need you to answer me concerning this one thing. Just begin to pray about it. need a job, you may need a child, you may need 
school fees, admission, whatever. Just mention that one thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We are praying that every prayer we've prayed here will be answered in the name of Jesus. Answer every need in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus speak so that every need will be met. We thank you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Shall we all say amen? Put your hands together for the Lord. and You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you, and we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.